hamakua aina palilo, hamakua ika waka waka. Ano aina hoho olohe e ia kako i ia aina nui o hamakua. Mahalo ka huiho ana no ke ia huakai makaleo o ka uluau. Hamakua, land of tall cliffs, a rough and irregular moku, marked with gulches and valleys. Aloha nui to all of you listening as we continue our journey around the island of Hawaii. Bili namai. Welcome to Kaleo o Kauluau. Aloha eju, pehe oi. Mai kai mahalo, pehe oi. Mai kai. I'm really excited because today we have two special guests to share mo'olelo of Hamakua. Let's get to know a little bit about them first. Sounds good. One of our two guests is Haley Kaili Ehu. Haley was born and raised in the ili of Kukui Puka, Ahupua'a of Kahakuloa on the island of Maui. She is a granddaughter of Mary Kelii Pahulio Travis of Kainehe Hamakua and the daughter of Alfred and Ina Kailiehu. Haley is a professional artist and she's a founding member and the current director of creative development for Hui Malamaikiala Ulili. As an artist and researcher, her work seeks to create community based and Aina centered experiences that allow current and future generations of Kanaka Oivi to relearn and re establish their kuleana and connections to Ma'olelo, Aina, and Kupuna. As the Director of Creative Development for Hui Mau, Haley uses her creative gifts to cultivate Aloha Aina through art, curriculum development, Malama Aina, and community organizing. Lei, would you like to do the honors of introducing our other special guest? I'd love to. Noel Peralto was born and raised in Waiakeauka, Hilo, Hawaii, and is a proud descendant of Kupuna from Koholalele Hamakua, Hawaii, where he now resides. He is a community organizer, educator, and cultivator of seeds and stories, and holds a PhD in Indigenous politics from the University of Hawaii at Manoa. His dissertation research explored the continuity of Aloha Aina praxis in his home community of Hamakua Hikina through land and story-based resurgence work of Hui Malama Ikeala Ulili, a grassroots Native Hawaiian nonprofit organization of which he is a founding member and the current executive director. Hui Mao's mission is to reestablish the systems that sustain our community through place-based educational initiatives and Aina-centered practices that cultivate abundance, regenerate responsibilities, and promote collective health and well-being. Mahalo, Lei. It sure sounds like these two are making positive and powerful contributions to our island community, as well as to Hamakua through art, education, research, ma'olelo, and aloha aina. Let's go over to them now. Aloha Haley and Noel. Um, we're delighted to have you both here today. My co-host Lei and I have had the privilege of getting to know both of you. And I've spent some very inspiring days with you too when you hosted my Haumana from college, Aman Lele in Hamakua, where we've had the opportunity to engage in Malama'aina activities, including planting ulu, ohia, and other meakanu native plants. And during our times there, we've observed the koa'e flying along the the palikai, the cliffs, and the kohola, or the, the humpback whales, breaching offshore. And we've heard fabulous mo'olelo that you've shared, including about Chief Umialiloa. And each experience with you folks was so olu olu and so deep too. Mahalo for being here with us today. Mahalo. Mahalo nui. Mahalo. Aloha mai. I would like to mahalo both of you for all that you do in and for the community in Hamakua and beyond. And I've experienced the beauty of Koholalele and witnessed the transformation of that space through the many hands that have contributed to that aina. 
And Bruce and I have a special place in our hearts for the different meakanu we got to plant there, including the ulu that Drew mentioned. And we look forward to going back someday soon to see how it has grown. A couple of the memories that really stand out to me, aside from the plants, is the important role that the kohola play in stirring up the ocean nutrients and the mo'olalo as well. And that was shared through your haumana. So, mahalo. Mahalo nini. Mahalo. And now, if you folks are ready, we are ready to hear mo'olalo of hamakua um, that you're willing to share with us and our listeners. Uh, mahalo nui ya olua. Uh, mahalo for this time and this uh, opportunity to share mo'olelo um, about our aina aloha o hamakua. Um, and really mahalo for this this papahana, this this program, and um, all of the mo'olelo that, that have been shared to this point. Um, I think it's so important for us to really um, document, you know, the leo, um, of our people today um, in the same ways that our kupuna, you know, documented their leo and their mo'olelo in various forms. And uh, I really enjoyed yeah, listening to the program and all the mo'olelo shared by different kupa kaina uh, to this point. So, mahalo. Yeah, mahalo for having us. It's really an honor to be able to um, have our stories recorded, to have them to um, be able to perpetuate the things that we're doing through our voices and so that people can listen to our mo'olalo and what we have to share and, and learn from, from them in the future and also share them as well, whatever they find relevant. Um, but I always enjoyed having all of you really, uh, the both of you, at Kohola Lele, um, when we have Haumanakam or groups um, like like the ones that you're a part of, um, where you're entering into Kohola Lele on a sort of like yearly routine, um, it not only sort of allows us to see the progression forward that we're able to make on Aina, um, but it makes us really open our eyes to how Pilina are really important in the work that we do so that when people return to malama'ina and to engage in the praxis of aloha aina, it, it really does show like that there is a way forward and really that way forward is is together and as a collective lahui. So really mahalo for the continuation of our relationship and this day is um, such a celebration really, I think, um, and just kind of knowing we're moving forward mm-hmm. together. Yeah, so um, well, I figured, you know, as we, you know, share this time together to talk about mo'olelo of our aina of hamakua, it would be perhaps fitting and helpful to for us to share a little context about um, the work that we do and and why we really look to mo'olelo and inoa aina and all of these other different um, forms of Ike Kupuna that are inscribed into our landscapes as an important foundation for the Hana that we engage in uh, with our Ohana and our organization called Hui Malama Ikealo Ulili. Um, and, you know, really, you know, for me personally, Mo'olelo has been a passion of mine um, for a long time. And I think it was really instilled in me from my Kupuna. Um, and in particular, my kupuna um, from Kohola Lele that I, 
you know, was fortunate to grow up spending a lot of time alongside and with was my grandfather, um, Daniel Miranda, who uh, was born and raised in Koholalele. And um, and I was kind of the, the youngest of the Mo'opuna of his at the time uh, when I was in high school. And so my kuleana um, on the weekends, you know, was to go out and go help him clean his yard. And then afterwards, spend time with him. And after he, you know, couldn't drive anymore, um, he would have me go drive him, you know, to these different places. And he always wanted to go back to Koholalele and especially into the uplands of Koholalele and Hamakua, um, where he, you know, spent his, you know, most of his life um, living, working, hunting um, up in Umikoa uh, village uh, in Kuka'iao Ranch, uh, which Umikoa is actually located in Koholalele. But, um, but so, you know, he really, he was a storyteller himself and uh, really instilled this passion in me for, for Mo'olelo of our Aina and especially, you know, those Pili to our Inoa Aina, our place names. I've been fortunate to meet uh, another Kanaka who is just as passionate and even more so about storytelling in, in other forms, yeah, in visual forms in Haley. Yeah, I think, I think sharing a little bit about that work um, could help set the context for, for the Mo'olele that we'll share a little bit later. Yeah, and I also have Ohana and Kupuna um, who have been in Koholalele uh, for many, many generations. Um, in fact, my grandmother uh, babysat for Noel's family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my Ohana uh, was living more Makai. Um, they've lived and thrived in Koholalele and the adjacent Aupua of Kainehe um, for at least, I would say, four to five hundred years now. Wow. Um, I, um, Ohana's Aina is still there. Uh, we uh, are actively engaging on Aina there. My grandma's sister is the one who remains is Nohopapa. Um, she lives and remains in that Aina. Of course, we... You know, back in the day, they loved the Mirandas. They grew a lot of things we didn't have. They jarred a lot of be uh, berries and made um, like breads. And they had beautiful like meats from the ranch that our family would trade. Um, so we had this ongoing relationship <laughs> with the Noel's Ohana up at the ranch um, for quite some time. Um, and then and now we're here and it's a it's a new time. <laughs> we ironically met at UH Manoa, um, but then our passions collided um, and the work that we were already doing there um, weaved together quite beautifully and um, kind of led us to where we are today. Um, and I think it'll continue to be a lifetime's work uh, for us and our ohana, yeah, in, in those ahupua specifically. Uh, but we'll see I mean Hamakua <laughs> we'll do it together is what I'm always about um, there's so many beautiful um, programs now different nonprofits that are working in Hamakua and doing um, amazing work to Aloha Aina yeah so you know 
when we think about kind of a contemporary history of Hamakua, um, you know, when I was in high school and in college, um, for the most part, you know, the the history, the written history of of Hamakua that had been published to that point really started with the sugar plantations and uh, the cattle ranches. And I was, um, you know, really more interested and, and curious about what was here before that, you know, and um, and so that 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 was uh, a lot of the motivation that drove me to to do research and to talk to other kupuna in our community and and to delve into the the mo'olelo left by kupuna of you know centuries prior that were written down or recorded in other ways and and it opened up this whole other world of um, possibilities in terms of you know when we think about um, mo'olelo I think about this particular quote that was written by uh, Kupuna in the Nupepa in the 1860s as part of the Kaho'omana Kahiko series in uh, Kanupepa Ku'oko'a. And he was writing about Hakumo Olelo and the role of Hakumo Olelo in society and in particular in relation with Ali'i. Um, but he, he compares Mo'olelo to a mirror. Yeah, and that I, I think of it in a sense of when we look in the mirror and we look at, at Mo'olelo as a mirror that in remembering, um, we also project ourselves into the past and the future. And so as far back as we can remember, perhaps it's a, how far into the future we can imagine. And so growing up, you know, in, in, on this island and, and, in our aina of Hamakua, it was the reality was sugarcane up until you know the mid 1990s, and then and then the reality became eucalyptus trees, um, which is still part of our reality now. Um, and so it, it makes it very hard, I think, especially for young people to be able to see beyond those weeds, see beyond those stories, to really. Um, to really find those kipuka, yeah, those kipuka on our landscape, those physical kipuka, like the the like on the Aina Pele, those those like places of difference, those oases of old growth forest, and in Hamakua, the physical kipuka on our landscape oftentimes are the, are in the gulches in the Kahawai where the the cane plows couldn't get to, and our kupuna trees like the kukui and the ulu and the ohia still remain resilient and deeply rooted. And we also have the kipuka in our communities, in our ohana, you know, kipuka of people, yeah, kupuna, um, who are those kumu, um, like the trees and the kipuka on the aina that, that hold the seeds of potential, the seeds of stories that, um, that really hold the potential to help the regeneration of our of our culture, of our kayaulu, of our lahui. Um, and so, you know, Haley's ohana and her kupuna really have functioned as that kipuka um, that helped to um, spur and inspire and fuel the, 
the formation of our hui in hui mao and and be the foundation um, for us in guiding us through um, our work that we engage in with that that ike kupuna that they've held as being the whole pup of of this place um, and so you know that that history of erasure really that that occurred in hamakua for many generations you know sugar plantations started in the in the 1870s in paoilo area um and then for over a hundred years that was the you know the dominant force on the landscape that you know clear cut our our forests our native you know um natural and cultural landscapes and displaced our people um and but those that 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 process of erasure um is never complete uh, and so those kipuka are really um where we tap into um to find strength and find inspiration and guidance and and those mo'olelo also function as as kipuka in a sense yeah that the mo'olelo of our kupuna when we when we share them when we when we speak them when we give them new life and mana um they really help us to tap into the the kipuka in our minds you know those those free cognitive spaces that help us to really um free ourselves from the the, the limitations that that you know the the chains on the brains as some would say that help us to really envision um a reality different from the one in which we're living in and then and then to have the courage um to engage in the work to make that 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 reality um come to fruition and um yeah art has been a, a really important way in which we've we've engaged in that kind of storytelling too Yeah, and I I feel like um really lifting up my Ohana's name at this time is perhaps a really good idea. Um and um yeah, just honoring them because in a lot of the stories that I um was raised with and lived through um yeah, it it was them that really held strong through all of you know the different evolutions that we're we're going through um around us um uh, but to them being together on aina in that specific aina was really important um and if they hadn't done that um i think we wouldn't be able to do the really awesome proactive work that we're doing today there wouldn't be traces of them um to really kind of push out there and say there's proof of an existence of hawaiians in hamakua <laughs> and they were flourishing and um yeah so my ohana names are kawahi paula that name we got from they say the kawahi is like the the vog from pele so like that misty um kind of akua that appears on the the horizon mostly out in hamakua and sometimes it comes far in onto the aina where it's just like all vog and you can't really see and those are the days when they would say it's kohi paula so the 
the Vog or the Pele was so thick you couldn't actually see the sun. Um, and that is how we got our name. And that side of my family goes back about five, four or five generations in Kainehe. And um, yeah, that, that side of my family is pretty interesting. They would always make sure to go to Pele, um, where she is now at Kilauea. Um, and Hanai her, so we would exchange in all kinds of different um, ceremony and mainly go there to just give our aloha from Hamakua and then um, swim with the sharks is what they say. And then beyond um, my kupuna, there's a few of them. Then we have Kavai Ola. Um, and then beyond that is like more of our e kupuna. Um, and many of them are still buried in our family aina. Um, and that is why we're nohopapa, uh, because they're all still there. And we are committed to um, malamaying them for forever. Um, but yeah, I mean, the aina around where my family grew up in, um, it's the most fertile aina ever anything you put in the aina there it just seems to grow and i think that comes from having a really high value and a um beautiful relationship with aina um and so that whatever you do on the aina is um in a high respect of it and it's you know not doing anything that will will harm it or decrease its potential but really doing a lot of things throughout your entire lifetime to to make make sure that food could be grown and that your family would survive and till this day um grammy is what we call her every i'm sure you guys have heard many stories if not met her um in kohola lele but she continues to perpetuate that part of our practice and our ohana so she's constantly outside um, taking care of all the plants. She has the most beautiful kalo. Um, and then, of course, she has the most beautiful flowers, all the different pua that she loves to grow um, that she takes over to our kupuna um, to, to, to make sure they're all happy and, um, yeah, just really in good spirits. Um, but, yeah, when I think when you think about that kind of, like, um, kipuka and they were really quiet like we are quite shy but we try to maintain really good relationships in our community um, and I think again it comes from sort of the history that we've been through that um, enduring so many different struggles along the way um, has really brought us in and close not closed but just really allowed us to to be very close as an ohana and trust one another through the times that we're going through. Um, but there's so many more mo'olelo about hamakua. Like there's so many, there's so many about um, umi and there's um, the different lavaita practices along the pali there. And those are the mo'olelo that I'm way more familiar with. Um, when you think about all of these places and we get to go to them quite often now in in the the ways that we do because of the lifestyle that we chose to live 
there's no one else there besides us. It's a very, it almost seems like a very privileged position to be in. And then to invite people in, I think is the best thing to do and to bring them along as we reconnect and connect to all of these really special places and the mo'olalo that were born in those places is the work that I love to do to make sure that they have an image. If they're not a part of that space with us in those moments, that they have an image to sort of look at and see for themselves. And so that's the reason why we do a, a lot of art as hui mao. Um, and I, I love doing art as a journal for our um our crew, we have about 14 people now as staff on our Huimao staff, but we go through a lot of different journeys together and different huaka'i, but I think art is sort of this constant to sort of like keep us, um, keep us sort of like together and thinking together. And um, yeah, I think art's a really good way to, to connect us all. And then when you learn about these older mo'olalo, um, to really lift out that imagery um, beyond the borders of your mind, to really bring it out of your mind and place it on your wall is a much bigger um, initiative than most people know. That when you place a mo'olalo in front of you every day, um, it's no longer in your mind and it's no longer living in this really imaginative state where it can be lost. Like your brain is so full of memories that at any point it might just sort of like become this um, memory that gets put at the bottom of the pile. But if you really do value something, I would s so suggest to put it out, to print it, even if it's not even like the most beautiful art or whatever. Art is art, but really to place that image that is from your imagination outside of you onto a space around you is a huge, huge thing um, that makes it immemorial in its own right. And so when we do that with mo'olalo, and we oftentimes do it with like larger groups because of that, um, they're learning the mo'olalo, and then we're pulling that mo'olalo in all of its beauty, beautifulness and we're placing it into the spaces that all of these people are living in. Particularly Pa'oilo School, we did that with the keiki there and then our headquarters. Um, it's something that um, is timeless. They're always gonna be able to access that mo'olalo and, and never say it did not exist. You know, I think there's that little weirdness when people are like, no, it's just in a book. <laughs> like, and I don't know where that book went. Or at one time I learned that story, but I forgot it's not that important. But when you put it up on a wall or you put it out in front of you in this um, beautiful piece of art, um, access access to that kind of mo'olalo is, is happening constantly. And so people remember better. Um, they... They think about it all the time. They start to weave it into their lives more often because it has like a physical presence. Yeah, art is really powerful. I think people um, are doing beautiful art today um, for that reason too. So it's really good to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, so part of the, the hana that we engage in to really... Um, 
you know, elevate and lift up our aina, hamakua, and the kupuna of our aina, and, and the mo'olelo of our aina, when, especially when um, people come to visit us at Koholalele, is to share um, inoa aina, and especially the palena, um, starting, you know, from the broader context of our moku, and then then working our way into um, the specific ahupua'a and ili in which we we live and in which we work and malama. And so, you know, when we think about hamakua, you know, born and raised on this island, um, you know, even as a kid growing up, I was brought up with this kind of understanding of hamakua being a certain area and and coming to learn later on in my life that it wasn't quite that that whole area and so you know when we um if if we're driving from Hilo you know in particular and you're driving out to Hamakua you know we see the big green signs on the highway that point towards the Hamakua coast and um and you know most people think you know Hamakua begins when you cross Wailuku River yeah the, the singing bridge and you make your way and then now you're in Hamakua and you're heading out. And um, so, you know, that's one of the first things that we usually ask Haumana when they come to visit us is, you know, where, where do you think the palena of Hamakua and Hilo is? If you're driving from Hilo to, to Hamakua and that that's a common first answer. And then then it's getting a little closer. People say, oh, Hakalao, because there's that, that sign over there that says like North Hilo. And then getting a little closer, some people say, hoi hoi. and I say, ah, not quite there yet. I keep coming out this way. And so if we um, we look to our Olelo no Eau about Hamakua, there's there's one important one that, that helps us to remember this, um, you know, because understanding our palena is very important. That's that's a foundation of of being Hawaii, yeah. whether it's understanding Palena Aina or understanding Palena of Kuleana as Kanaka, that's super important. And so um, the Olelo no Eau is Hamakua Kihiloa. That's that's what you'll find in the Puke Olelo no Eau. Um, but in another Mo'olelo, in the Mo'olelo of Kamiki uh, in particular, um, you'll see a longer version of that that Olelo no Eo, which is Hamakua Kihiloa Maikaula Aihonokea. And that really is it it names it right there, yeah. And so our 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 boundary of Hamakua with the Moko of Hilo is at Kaula. And some people say Kaula, we say Kaula, but that that is an Avava, uh, a gulch, a small valley. Um, and most people are most familiar with the closest, um, Inoa Aina, closest to that is O'Okala. And so if you're coming from Hilo and you're driving through the, the three big uh, horseshoes, the three big turn, you know, gouches, you got Maulua first, then Laupahoehoe, then Ka'avali'i. And as you come out of Ka'avali'i um, and you pass through O'Okala, right after you pass O'Okala, that's where you'll cross over um, the the gulch or the avava of Kaula, and Kaula 
um, extends from the Kai and it goes all the way up on the Mauna, up on Mauna Kea, um, pretty much to a Pu'u, uh, Pu'u Kanakaleo Nui. And that's where the Palena of, of Hamakua and Hilo follows to that point. And we'll leave it, we'll leave it at there for now. Um, and then as you're driving through Hamakua um, and you come to, you know, Kuka'iao, Kainehe, Koholalele, um, and then to Pa'oilo, you know, these are places that are a little more familiar to us. Um, and then we ask, okay, well, where, where do you think the Palena now of Hamakua and the next Moku going to the northwest uh, is, and that, that being Kohala? And so, you know, most of us experience this Palena driving, yeah, on on the highway. And so we start there. Yeah, where 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 do you enter into the Moku of Kohala if you're driving through Hamakua to Waimea? And um, you know, that's that one is 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 not 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 as commonly known. Yeah, it's one of those ones that um, you have to really be paying attention. And there there is actually a sign on the side of the highway that, that does say it and it's and it is in a in the right location um but right at a place where you know today they have the road mud lane uh today they call it um lakeland yeah that area there where it's in the uplands of the Aupua of waikoe um in the area where the forest of mahiki um you know was once abundant um that's where the Palena of Hamakua and Kohala is along the highway. But if we follow the Palena along the coast, it goes a little further north uh, west along the coastline and into those larger valleys of our, of our island, you know, past Waipi'o, past Waimanu, and into kind of that, that central uh, valley region between Pololu and Waimanu. Um, to a smaller valley, um, which is the name Honokea. And um, so that's our, that's our palena along the coast. Hamakua kihiloa maika'ula a'i Honokea. And it doesn't include Wailuku Bridge. It does not include At Wailuku all. Bridge, no. <laughs> it's so far from it. <laughs> and, you know, that, 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 perception of Hamakua and being just Hamakua coast, right? That's something that's ingrained in the way we talk about Hamakua and, and you know, it's on the road signs, it's out there. Yeah. And so we have, we always try to remind people that, yeah, Hamakua is much more than the coast. Yeah. Actually the majority of Hamakua is Yuka, you know, of the coast. And so the Palena of Hamakua um, then runs Mauka, and our, our main Mauna there is Mauna Kea. And then it goes over the top of Mauna Kea and all the through the saddle region of the island that you know most people refer to as Pohakuloa, that, that area today, and all the way up to the summit of Mauna Loa, yeah, to Mokua Veo Veo Crater on the summit of Mauna Loa and to a particular point called Pohaku Ohanalei, um, where a few other moku um, meet together up there at the, at the top of Mauna Loa. And so now we can begin to see just how expansive yeah, this moku of Hamakua mm-hmm. is. It's 
one of the largest of the six moku on our island and it shares a boundary with every moku on the island except for puna <laughs> um and so in thinking about that you know within the moku of hamakua we have now the the next smaller land division uh which i refer to as kalana and so we have three kalana in hamakua there's hamakua hikina which is east hamakua hamakua vaina which is like central hamakua and hamakua komohana which is west hamakua and so hamakua hikina which is where we're from you know and where where we really focus our hana and our ohana's genealogies really um come from it extends from kaula to kalopa and then uh hamakua vaina is pretty much from kalopa to kukui haile and then hamakua komohana is the valleys yeah from waipio to honokea and um these are um, actually, you know, regions, subregions within the Moku that you see referred to often in the New Pepa, uh, that they were they were taken on, um, especially by uh, the churches in the early in the early 1800s and and utilized and and today too I think you see that, you know, the those are unique communities you know still that exist within Hamakua. Um, to this day, and then with within those um, three kalana, um, we have approximately 136 ahupua, each with you know their own names and mo'olelo. Um, you know, I, one one of the other questions that we ask people when they come to us is how many how many places can you name in Hamakua? After now you know the palena within that within that space. How many places can you name? And, you know, even with people that are born and raised in Hamakua, you know, maybe maybe we'll get to 10, you know, maybe maybe a little more than that. Um, and, and then we begin to realize just how, you know, how um, disconnected we've become from these inoa kupuna of our aina and the impact that especially the sugar plantation history and the processes of, uh, you know, education that came with the plantation um, structure really served to try to make us forget a lot of these names. And so, mm. for instance, you know, Pa'oilo, and most people call it Pa'oilo or Puelo nowadays, you know. Um, most people associate a, a pretty large region of Hamakua with that name, Pa'oilo. Uh, and it, and if we really look to those those names and the histories of those names and those regions, um, it, it, it goes back to where the plantations were, you know, the different smaller plantations, um, mm -hmm. you know, and you had the Pa'awilo mill that had certain area, and then you had Honoka'a and, you know, all these ones down the, down the way. Um, and so within that region that most people know of as Pa'awilo now, there's probably 10 to, well, f 10 to 12 um, ahupua'a yeah. Yeah, with all their own names. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, you know, um, for my ohana, because we're really pili to kainehe, um, we've been there 
doing the same things for a long time. So <laughs> um, the, the name of it itself is also interesting because kai, so the kai, the ocean, and then nehe is like that rustling sound. Um, and so that's where the name came from. It's the, the sound of the rustling kai. Um, which you can hear from where they live. And again, they don't live necessarily on the pali. They live quite far from it. And they're not in a position where you can stand today and really listen and hear the rustling of the kai, unless it's really, really um, big waves or like there's a big storm that's coming through and you can kind of hear it. But kai nehe is that sound of the waves that you can hear from that aina. And, um, when they couldn't hear that, that was the best time to go, like holo holo and stuff like that. So it's interesting. It's one of the few ahupua'a probably in Hawaii where it doesn't run mauka to makai. It actually cuts off at a certain point and um, it starts at about 4,000 feet elevation and then it comes down to about 900 feet elevation, but it doesn't touch the kai. Um, yeah. We work in Koholalele a lot, so I think that might be another beautiful ahupua'a to deconstruct and look more into. Um, no, you know, hamakua, there's, you know, a, a lot of different ways that we can, you know, makavalu that, that place name, you know, break it down, try to interpret its parts and um, and understand and develop, you know, an understanding for ourselves of what what this name means or what what it can mean, and um, so one one way that you know this um, this name is broken down uh, and interpreted is ha ma kua, um, which is a shortening of haave makekua, and um, that was one. Um, kind of interpretation of the name that uh, I came across more recently in, in the archives. Um, but that kind of calls upon, you know, these other olelo no eo and famous characteristics of hamakua, hamakua ikeala ulili. Um, you know, th this landscape is precipitous. It's rugged. It's, you know, the coast is all pali. 100 to 200 foot cliffs and we have deep steep gulches and ridges and mauna the highest in the world you know it's it's a steep landscape and um so traveling traversing the the trails of this landscape uh, you can as you can probably imagine is it's difficult and especially if you have ukana with you yeah and so there's, you know, there's even a mele hey that that talks about, you know, the the paaka kekaula ikalima and akika ipu ikaniho, yeah, like that as you're climbing the pali, you putting your ukana on your back, you know, and um, grasping the the koko maybe that holds it in the ipu in your teeth, and so that you can have your hands on the rope. Um, and so that that carrying of your ukana on your back as you're climbing the the ala ulili um, by kaula um, is what 
that that interpretation of ha'ave makekua, ha'makua invokes. Um, but there's another um, way that we like to think about ha'makua, which which ties into thinking about ha and what is the ha that we're we're referring to. We have the ha that we think of as the the breath, the life, and makua, the parents, so that life that comes from our makua. But but what what makua are we talking about? And so we think about who are the makua of our aina, who are the makua of our mokupuni, which calls back to the mo'olelo of Papa Wakea and them giving birth to our, our mokupuni. Um, and so we know of these genealogies, these mo'oku'oho that teach us about the birth of our islands, Hawaii Island being the, the eldest, the firstborn. And, you know, we know of other mo'oku'oho that come from Papa and Wakea and their birthing of Ho'ohoku Kalani and Ho'ohoku Kalani's birthing of Halua Nakalo Kapalili and then the birth of Halua and the, his Kino Kalo. Um, and so we see these genealogies interwoven into our ourselves and our Aina and that it's not hard for us to imagine um, the the ways in which our kupuna and, and we as Kanaka still today see our Aina and ourselves as Kanaka as one and the same. Yeah. And so when we think about the, the parts of the Kalo now, yeah, and we, we're thinking about the Kalo and the, the Ohana Kalo as a metaphor for our island, we who have planted kalo before know that we plant the huli and, and the, the huli grows and it becomes, you know, large and then it starts to give birth and it has smaller ones that, that pop up around it. And so the smaller ones we call the oha or the keiki and the large one we call the makua. And then we, we start to think about the different mahele, you know, different parts of, of the, the kino kalo. We have our low and we have the pico. Um, and so that that pico yeah reminds us again we have the pico on the kalo we have our pico on our own bodies as kanaka and we have pico on our aina at the tops of our mauna and so again it's this reminder of the ways in which our kupuna and our language um, see us as kanaka and the kalo and our aina as one and the same now if we make our way down from the pico of the kalo um, we have the next part of the, the plant, which is the ha, yeah, the, the stalk, the stem. And if we're thinking about the ohana kalo again as the metaphor for the island, and we're thinking about the ha of the makua kalo, um, we, we, we see this ha makua. And tying into, again, another... Uh, genealogy that comes from Papa and Wakea and their birthing of the major land features on our island, the Mauna, uh, and that the firstborn Mauna is Kamauna Awakea, uh, Mauna Kea. And if we, we, we follow that line of thinking, that line of logic, that the firstborn, like this island, the biggest, the firstborn Mauna, Mauna Kea, the tallest, then perhaps the nextborn is Mauna Loa, 
And then perhaps after that, the other mauna on our island are born. And so then we can really begin to see that they're the pico of our island, Mauna Kea, Mauna Loa, that they embody the, those makua of our island, Ohana. Yeah. They are the makua, and then all the other moku around them that come up are the oha, or the keiki. Yeah. And um, so that is the, the interpretation of hamakua in that way, that this moku, which encompasses both of those makua mountains, um, from the pico all the way to the mole of the island is that hamakua, that parent stock of the island. And that um, as the makua of this island, uh, in terms of aina, yeah, that we think of the kuleana that makua hold in their ohana. And what is that? What are these kuleana? And, you know, the, to, to nurture, to protect, to feed, um, to hanai. And so if we think of the function of hamakua as an aina that is a makua in, in this ohana of the mokupuni, uh, we see that the aina of hamakua has that kuleana as well to feed, to in particular, to feed and provide vai, yeah, vaiola, water, life for the entire island, and which is really embodied in the functions of those Makua mountains, yeah, Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa, who capture that vai for us. And then it flows down into the great aquifer of Ka'ohe, uh, which is another ahupua'a in our moku that um, we don't have time to talk about today. But um, that, that kuleana really is what um, reminds us as kupa of hamakua that we have important kuleana to malama this aina that if the makua isn't healthy and thriving then the whole ohana cannot thrive and so you know we we try to do our part in our little way in our ahupua'a um one of 136 to um, inspire others to do the same in their places and you know it's a it's a hamakua centric uh, mo'olelo of the birth of this island and, and the, the, the names of our moku. Um, but really that's, that's what Aloha Aina is all about, is centering your place as the center of your universe and understanding it, knowing it, becoming intimate with it in those ways and acting upon that Aloha Aina to ensure the long-term health and well-being of that place. Um, not at the expense of any other place or any other people, but to understand that when we enter into other people's spaces, that that's the pico of their universe, that's that's their aina, that they aloha. And so we carry ourselves with that respect that we expect others to do when they come into our place. Um, and so that's just one of those mo'olelo that help us to, to remember our place, remember our kuleana and um, why it's important that we continue to hold mau in in carrying those kuleana. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many names in Hamakua. You can deconstruct in that way and make meaning of and and learn um, through that process about that aina and all of its meanings and functions and like all the things that it, it does to to give ola to the greater moku but yeah there's so many i think um 
it's one of the things we love doing when people come to visit us and kokua in our malama aina efforts. Um, and we always welcome groups to come and help us, um, especially in Kohola Lele. It's our pico in terms of our um, our space right now that we're trying to malama and to to be the kipuka for the other kipuka in Hamakua. Um, it's about 400 acres of aina that we're working in. Um, we've reclaimed about 15 acres of land, um, meaning that we're able to sort of move into that space and really be a part of that space um, and start to develop things, grow things mostly um, that feed our people um, mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, and, and some of those things, if we're not pulling weeds, some of the things that we're doing um, is... is um, really kind of reconstructing mo'olalo or um, telling them to people and sharing what 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 we have, what resources we do have. Um, yeah. Yeah, as we pull the weeds on our aina, you know, our hope is that we pull the weeds in our minds and in our na'au to really create the space to to cultivate the stories that, that feed us and and on our aina to cultivate those those meakanu that feed us. And um, yeah, we invite, you know, folks to come and to uh, engage in that hana and um, with us at Kohola Lele. And you can contact us, you know, and um, yeah, that's where you'll be able to hear the, the mo'olelo of that place specifically of Kohola Lele and you know, all of the mo'olelo of that vahipana, yeah. It's always, for me, relationships are always first and foremost. It's what allowed my ohana to endure um, and to persevere and to survive in in kainehe for many generations. So I think um, having more groups, having people come into our space that we're creating um, is one of my favorite parts and really connecting with people in our lahui who are on the same page, who um, want a better future for our keiki and and every generation that's um, ahead of us. So yeah, I encourage you guys to come. You guys can look us up on Instagram at um, Keala Ulili. Uh, there's also a website. It's www alaulili.com and of course if you really want to get a hold of us you can um, email us at kealaulili at gmail.com and we would love to kokua in getting you folks there or connecting you to um, the mo'olalo of hamakua that that you are hoping to connect to that's what we're we're all about these days so yeah, just mahalo you guys for having us. Um, again, it's so beautiful seeing all of your faces um, in Hilo. <laughs> we made the trek out uh, for this day, but it's totally worth it. Um, really have so much aloha for you guys, um, so much love, um, and look forward to seeing all of you guys in Kohola Lele one day again. I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> We look forward to it too. <laughs> Mahalo nui. Mahalo nui. Mahalo. Mahalo. You have any now or manao? 
There are a number of things that you know. <laughs> there's so many things that I think that you've left all of us um, to ponder. And um, some of the things that stand out to me are that idea that you shared about the function of art, Haley, and what you shared is and bringing what is in your mind forward and actually in as a like a physical manifestation of what's inside, so that we can be constantly reminded of of Mo'olelo and the, those images. And just so much of what you both shared seems to link clearly the past and the future, right? And that I think that's a really important thing for us to think of too. And and oh yeah, when you talked about kipuka, you know that resonated with me particularly because not only you know do so many of us find the physical kipuka in our landscape so important and valuable, but you reminded us that you know these are places where the seeds of regeneration lie but it doesn't have to necessarily be something physical once again so i think there's so much so much that we can learn from what you folks have shared in addition to how hamako is like number one <laughs> the number one moku for the two greatest mauna right the two highest mauna on earth right it's Can't it's so special that. in that way it's amazing i think i mean i'm glad that you mentioned that because i think a lot of people don't realize that hamako actually encompasses these Mauna, right, all the way up to Moko Aveo and Mauna, Mauna Kea too. So um, is there anything late that you were thinking about? Yeah, just like <laughs> you, Drew, there's, so, there's a lot of stuff going on in my mind. And um, mahalo to you, Noel, for sharing the palena or the boundaries of this Aina. It's great that you guys are sharing that hundred plus, the the many different ahupua'a that make up this landscape. And I would probably be one of those that could mention maybe five or six names and from the perspective of driving through the highway and having the opportunity to join you folks down at Kohola Lele really, really opened my eyes to um, the fact that our, you know, the narrative has always been in a lot of our minds that sugar is the king over there, you know, mm -hmm. and I often think to myself, what would place look like before? To hear you folks speak of your um, familial ties and the reciprocal relationships that have spanned generations, and then yeah. you're continuing that, which is really, really important work. So I love to see the Haumana, and I, I especially like to look at both of your faces as they're showing what they have learned because you guys look so proud of them and it's so special and yeah. then the the haumana themselves get to continue that learning and then share how proud they are mm. of their their aina and what they're able to yeah. give to those spaces and then it's just so many different things going on and i and i really yeah. do love the art aspect because um, when you do have a physical reminder of a mo'olelo or a feeling or something that comes from within, no matter how many times you look at it, it changes. Mm -hmm. You're able to pull an, a different image from something that you created or you're able to remember what you were thinking when that happened mm -hmm. or what you were feeling. And just there's a lot of stuff going on. And we were just really mahalo you folks for driving out here and being with us and sharing with our audience. Yeah. And with that, mahalo nui to both Haley Kaili Ehu and Noel Peralto for visiting us here at Kaleo Kauluau. Yes, and there is still more mo'olelo to hear in this moku of Hamakua. Please join us again for our next episode of Kaleo Kauluau. And don't forget to check out our blog, Instagram, and Facebook. 
Until next time, ahui ho. Aloha. Aloha.